Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. September 30th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. The last day of September, Friday, the day before UK, Ole Miss. There is a lot to get excited about this morning as we start our weekend. But most importantly, a big roll call birthday to one Nick Roush. Roush, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, pal. It uh, feels feels old. Feels achy. A lot of, uh, lot of aches this morning at 31, but we're happy. We're excited. And um, I got a little extra money in my pocket, too. I think I, I, think I had some birthday luck uh, on my side Thursday night. Well, great. Uh, good night at the old Churchill Downs, it sounds like. Well, that's always good, clean American fun. So so good. Uh, that is Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker, our world-class producer. It's not his birthday today, but it will be soon enough. Justin Kalen, Scooter, how are we doing? I am. Um, it sounds like doing better than Roush. That voice is not great today. It means he was doing a lot of yelling. Uh, I, I know he's got money in his pocket because he's hoarse. So, but yeah, you're right, TJ. Mine's in... 15 days so come on we're, we're getting there oh good stuff well uh it's gonna be a fun show for you we want to hear from you on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 maybe you saw nick roush out at churchill downs yesterday celebrating his birthday and he will be most likely having his second kiddo uh, any 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 day now is there a is there a end date where they say hey by this date that baby's coming out one way or another um we'll find out next week um i think i think she has an appointment wednesday but october 12th is the due date so we're just kind of oh, you, going towards it so you could have made that old miss uk game easy peasy no yeah. i thought we were knocking on the door well we kind of are knocking on the door yeah so. you're while you're walking down the driveway. You're walking right. down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taking a nice little stroll uh-huh. down the driveway. Yeah, um, you get, you're approaching the door. The door is, is about to be knocked on. 
We did run into a, a roll caller on our way out of uh, the track last night. It was uh, while Brad Cox was putting money in our pockets. A guy, one of my friends was, uh, they, they just found out recently they're, they're having their first kid. And uh, one of my buddies wants to care for the child's future by investing heavily in Kentucky plus seven tomorrow. So they were just like, yeah, but we're having a baby. Can you gamble that much? And this couple next was like, oh, yes, you keep on doing it. And uh, they had like a little baby in one of those backpack carrier things. And the wife was encouraging after she won. And her husband had uh, just won a $7 trifecta. Very awkward number, but very profitable. And he was like, wait, I know that voice. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the big radio doofus. And uh, so it, it, was a, it was a fun little way. Uh, as we were leaving the track, uh, I went back and played a card game called 31, which is the, if there was ever a time for me to play it, it's when I was turning 31. So yeah, yeah. I won a couple of those and those are some, some, some big winners. So, uh, and shout out to the bungles for not bungling it up. That was a, a fun football game, except for the whole two apart. That sucked. That sucked really bad, but the game looked cool. Like the white out, we got, a. Little Teddy Two Gloves throwback in us, so Man. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good night, good night. Teddy just is not a good NFL quarterback. He made that one throw. <laughs> He'll always have that one throw, but and you know, it's a, he's a backup, so he, he is, he is what he is. He's a backup, but uh, yeah, just like very rarely can connect on deep balls again. I know he had that one, but when you're not really a threat to do it consistently yeah it's just not gonna he, it's not gonna work out like for the you perfect backup though because you can at least count on him to make one of those throws and he converted a couple tough third downs he's just not the difference maker you know i mean that and, and you, that, you, that interception though that bad throw ends yeah. the game it is what it is and then, but yeah. uh how about amazon prime shows the two injury a couple more times how does that sound for everybody Really zoom on in on it. Get up all in there. I was happy to hear that he was going to get released last night, although I didn't see an update on that. Um, and that they, it may have not as been as bad as they thought. But, like, the dude, what was it? Last game? Yeah, I think it was last game. He had a nasty concussion in that game. And he did one of the things that should be a major red flag for any team. Like, I, I, who am I? Who am I the one that, that should be like, uh, don't let this guy play? But everybody had that same opinion. He was running down the field and just, like, fell and stumbled. Like, you know, got disoriented, kind of went to a knee, and then still continued to play. Um, that should have been like, all right, hey, he's not all here. We got to take him out. And instead he goes in, plays this week on short rest, which couldn't have been a great thing either. And uh, he was able to travel home with the team I'm just now seeing. So that's good. Uh, but hopefully they're going to give him yeah, he needs some, a, some, he, some significant time off to be able to kind of piece everything together and, and get let that brain calm down a little bit. Yeah, and just the, the reaction when his – I mean, I, I did not need to see his hands all contorted like that again. That was – Oh, what about a close-up of it a couple times? Uh, God, that was – and the thing is, too, with both of those hits, in slow motion, it doesn't look – like it, it doesn't look like he's, his head is, like, 
slamming into the ground, right? But you still know that it's like, oh god, that's that's not good. That's just that's not good. And it wasn't malicious by any intent either. Like he was just kind of slung him around, uh, but yeah, didn't football. Right, right. But that, who same thing with last week. It's like as soon as you saw his hands go like that, you're like, oh geez, that's that's bad. Now. There's, there was also, and my friend kept repeating it. He's like, why didn't he throw the ball? Like, that was a, to a, you've had the ball for three and a half seconds. Your pass rush is coming. Throw the ball away. Throw yeah, the ball away, Tua. Yeah. Get rid, get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals cover. So, Roush, we hit those bets, which was nice. I think that was a big fat L for Scoots, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. Luckily, I didn't bet it, and I was just oh, saying what I said to be different. Oh, yeah. That's classic Scoots. I actually, I didn't. No, I was going to say I ended up betting the Bengals, but I didn't even bet the game last night. Everybody's got that friend that's like, well, I, yeah, I lost that one, but I, but I didn't actually bet it. Do I need to send you my bet slip? No, no, no. I'll, no. I'll post I'll post a losing bet. I'm I'm not uh, Floyd Mayweather. No, I'm just kidding, Scoots. Um, although I did think I did think that you actually had bet it. Uh, no. But that's that's great to get a little spending money in my pocket before the big college football weekend. And it was also yeah, – I got the bet in last night while we were in Indiana because we can't bet in Kentucky. Shout out to Damon Thayer. But we – I'm going to – I didn't have to – I didn't have to do all my bets yesterday, which is always nice. I can get a little bit closer to game time. Hopefully they're going to start getting some player prop bets, and I can make it when I cross over into Tennessee, Roush, another state that – borders that does allow sports betting. Yep. Uh, but not 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 on the one that we're currently in. But I'll be in Tennessee later, so I'll do it then. Oh, nice, nice. The, some of those player props too. The Tavion Robinson one. He, he he last week he got his in one pass. It was a gift. I, I, An last absolute week, gift. Last week I made a killing on the UK game player props. I took the Tavian Robinson over half a touchdown, so that was really nice. Uh, I took the Will Levis overthrowing touchdown. I did take him over one half a rushing touchdown. I didn't win that one, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, yeah, so I, I look forward. Are, are they out? Are they out now? Maybe I can check to see. If, um, that's what I'm doing right now to see if they're out. Uh, so bear with me. Just oh yeah, yeah, we're in, baby. Woo-hoo. You want to hear some? Yeah, hear some? sure. Okay. Uh, Jackson Dart over under thirty nine and a half rushing yards. Okay. He's the quarterback. You think he's going to tuck it down for 40 yards? Probably not. Um, if I look at his game log, he went way over that last week. He had like 110 yards. Um, but the rest of the time, well, he, he's hit 40 twice, like 40 exactly, uh, and then was under in their blowout FCS win. They didn't run him much. So, yeah, I would. I would actually take that under if you're confident in Kentucky's defense. Yeah, I, I, I am. So yeah. And don't they count uh, sacks against rushing numbers for quarterbacks? Didn't we just talk about it's this? True. Yesterday? It's true. So if he got sacked a couple times, that would probably not help his old total there. Okay, something to think about there. All right, then they've got uh, Jonathan Mingo over 52 and a half rushing yards. Malik Heath over 46 and a half rushing yards. And then, or no, reception yards, excuse me. These are reception yards. Learn how to read, TJ. Uh, and then Tavian Robinson over 59 and a half reception yards. 
We also have Robinson oh. for over half a touchdown for plus 125 juice. I, we think Tavion Robinson finds the end zone for for plus 125. I like that. I really do like the the over Tavion again. Um, just because they – so Ole Miss will be without Otis Reese, who you might have remembered there was like a – it was it was pre-transfer portal. Like he, he had to get a waiver to be able to play. He was a Georgia transfer, and I think it was Lane Kiffin's first year. He's their best safety. Uh, he plays like a rover-type position for them, and just he, – he, he wrecks stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He's out the first half. He got a targeting in the second half. So I have a feeling Kentucky's going to try to create a lot of explosive plays in the first half while he's out. That's just a hunch, and I, Tavion Robinson strikes me as the kind of guy that, that can get that done. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it for reception and rushing for Kentucky. They're very light on that, uh, according to DraftKings, which I guess you could understand. You don't really know what to expect. From a pra- passing prop standpoint, over 236.5 yards for Will Levis. 236 is the number for him in the air. Jackson Dart, 187.5. Oh, give me the under. Yeah. Yeah, don't I, I just don't trust Jackson Dart. Refain Jackson Dart. Would you say that you have a Jackson Dart in your neck? I hope not. Passing touchdowns, uh, both of them are one and a half is the over under, except they're they're baiting you to take the under with Will Levis at plus one twenty five. Anyway, Will doesn't score throw for two touchdowns. I think there you, you could see his passing touchdown just be one, and UK run it near the goal line a little bit more. I'm almost half tempted to take that. Yeah, yeah, it's it was almost a guarantee. I think a year ago, but Kentucky has scored on more explosive plays as of late. So, um, the, the, it's a bit, it's a big talking point for haters and losers right now. But the interception total. Now, this is really interesting. Jackson Dart, Ole Miss's quarterback. The over-under for both is half an interception. But if you take the over for Jackson Dart, some nice juice, plus 125. So they're tempting you to say, hey, we don't think Dart's going to throw an interception. But if you think he will, come on over to us. Uh, That's interesting. Will Levis is his over-under, again, half an interception. So if he throws one, the bet will hit. If he doesn't, the bet loses, depending which side you're going on. His juice is minus 125 on the over. So they're tempting you actually to take the under for Will Levis. So they think that Will Levis will throw an interception and that Jackson Dart will not throw an interception. The big, the biggest reason why Jackson Dart would not is just because he would be so um, – what's the word I'm looking for? He would he would have so few attempts, right, that he, yeah. that, that he would be limited to it. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the interception topic, uh, it does appear to be hot on the streets when it comes to Will Levis. Hey, as long as you, you aren't fumbling the ball all over the place, you can – you can afford a, a risky one here and there, right? You gotta go, gotta go for it sometimes. Yeah, it's been the talking point among Will Levis haters. Is he's what? Is, like he's thrown an interception and in all but a couple SEC games or something like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Hendon Hooker's thrown like forty nine touchdowns and three picks in two years. It's crazy. His his, his touchdown interception radio really is uh, nutty. Yeah, so there's some odds for you. It's it's a little 
uh, underwhelming, but I think Vegas a little scared of what UK's offense may look like with Chris Rodriguez, how that's going to change the rushing throughout the team and really just everything without the team. Uh, a little surprised you didn't get a Dane Key reception prop. but uh, no, Nothing on C-Rod either? Nothing on C-Rod. No, huh. no. Yeah. If we had to settle on, uh, I'm, I'm just going to put it at I'll, – I'll keep it at the Tavion one, 59.5, over or under? Rushing yards? Yes. I think we set our own at what, like 80 or 90? Um, I would take over 59, but I, I would be hesitant to – I don't think he gets triple digits. Somebody texted something in on a number, and I, and I took the under there. But 59, I'd go over. Okay, okay. I think he'll finish with like 70-ish, somewhere in that yeah, ballpark. I, I was thinking like 64 and a half would be a good number for him. I think I, I think he'll find the end zone at least once. I, I think they'll just make a point to do that. And what that uh, – I don't think it'll be a long run. I don't think it'll be like a 25-yarder. I think they'll, they'll, they'll utilize him near the goal line, which is where you should utilize Chris Rodriguez, especially with a shaky offensive line. Let him get a three-yard head start and just run into anybody that's in his way, whether they're wearing – blue jerseys or white jerseys. Rash, it seems like UK is going to wear blue helmets, not to just totally change the subject, but that's the one they've been promoting. Mm, okay. So I don't maybe, know. Maybe do the blue helmets with the uh, blue pants, white jerseys. I like that combo. I think that'd look good. Yeah. Uh, but you, you were kind of the one that was like, yeah, you, you can see what they're going to be wearing at the facility, blah, blah, blah. And also they'll just put it on their graphics and whatnot. And I think it's been the blue helmet on the graphics, but again, also could be wrong about that. Uh, but it's exciting. We're getting close to game time this time in 24 hours. The Grove's going to be rocking. Well, it'll be 621 there. Maybe not rocking, but it'll be getting going for sure. And uh, it's going to be an early Saturday morning. Folks aren't going to have to be waiting all day for for the Cats and Ole Miss, but we're getting close to it, Roush. And I think yesterday kind of hit me the magnitude of this game. And for some people, maybe it's been that way for you all week. Maybe it's it may, maybe I'm, I'm late to the party here. But, like, this is everything that a U.K. football fan has ever really wanted. And, Roush, I, I, especially football fans born, like, 75 on or 80 on, where there hasn't really even been, like, but maybe a few really fun, nice UK football moments. And in the Mark Stoops era, and I'm going to get romantic about Mark Stoops again. I do it, I think, like once a week at this point. <laughs> but, like, this is everything a UK football fan has ever dreamed of. Number seven UK is looking for its second top 15 road win in the SEC to most likely move into the top five, but if not, be the only team in the country that does have two top 15 road wins. So if you're not top five, you'll be right there anyways. And you could go 2-0 and in the SEC without playing a home game yet. Both of your wins would be on the road, again, as mentioned, in top 15 venues. Neither one were Vanderbilt. That You know, you could see, like, UK having a 2-0 and SEC record to start, and a lot of people would probably make the joke with, one of them Vanderbilt. Nope, just two top 15 opponents. And regardless of win or loss for tomorrow, the expectation is a win. Not only has the... Have we shifted our the way we view UK football, the table that we're sitting at? We're at the big kid table now. Now the expectations regarding, yeah, and it's slowly transitioned. We're just maybe even a few years ago or during the great 2018 season, it was, it's just nice going into games thinking Kentucky's got a chance to win. If UK plays well, 
this team maybe doesn't have their best game, Kentucky can beat them. And we saw throughout that season, Kentucky beat a lot of good teams. They were competitive in some other games. And now that's almost even transitioned into like, well, yeah, go beat them. Go beat them. Not we can beat them. We know we can beat them. We've been able to beat anybody for several years now. Go go do it. And now you're seeing Kentucky go do it more and more frequently. It's really just – whenever they hired Mark Stoops, if you would have asked just a U.K. fan in your wildest dreams, where do you, where do you see him taking this program? As much as people wouldn't want to be honest with themselves in 2022, if you went back to 2013 and asked that question, the answer would probably be like, I just want to consistently go to bowl games and every so often maybe go to a fun one. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ask people, they'd say, I, I want Kentucky football to win and win the SEC, compete for a national championship. And they are competing. They're, they're doing that. That is what this season is. That is what tomorrow is. It is a game for SEC standings. It's a game for the national college football playoff. There's implications regarding who wins that game. Yeah, whoever wins that game is going to be in a solid spot. You know, you're going to continue to control your own destiny. That's one of the nice things about playing in the SEC, as tough as it is. If you just win a lot, the chips are going to fall where they may. It's uh, it's big boy football. Kentucky, I think it's been a couple of years now since Kentucky has quote-unquote arrived, but they're still there. They're not backing down. And each preseason you hear – national media, well, they lost this player and they lost this player, and it was a good season. I just don't know how they – and year and year again, Stoops has Kentucky football back at the big stage. And it's uh, it, it really is. For a football fan, it's a dream come true. It's all you could ever have wished and hoped for. Number seven, UK, going on the road to a top 15 opponent. And, Roush, my expectation is UK needs to come out of Oxford with a win and this dream season continue. And if they don't, not that I'm going to panic or throw a little right, right. anything like you, that. You have a little margin for error. I'll um, be a little disappointed though if they don't. Like right, that's, right. That's which thing. is weird. I think that's a good. Yeah, exactly. I'd be, it's I'd a weird never place to be in. Six years ago, I never would have thought like, "Hey, TJ, UK is going to go to the number fourteen team in the country, and you're going to be a little bummed if they don't come away with a win because it's going to hurt their college football playoff standing." I'd be like, "What? Whoa, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's. I'll, I'll push that button." But instead, I'm going down there and I'm expecting the Cats to get their second huge signature road win of the year. It's a good time to be a Cats football fan. Yeah, and I think I saw a stat that this would be just the second time since the 30s that a Kentucky team has won two or has beaten two ranked teams on the road um, in, a, in the same football season. So we are in rarefied air. I am very much uh, envious right now of, of you and all the folks heading down to Ole Miss, because I do think there is something It's a little bit different. You, you feel like you're a part of the team when you're going to hit the road for a game like this uh, to a place that you have, Kentucky has not been often. This is just the 11th time in the last 85 years that Kentucky's played in Oxford. Uh, so it's it doesn't happen often. Four times in the last 30 years. Uh, the first time Mark Stoops has gone to this place. And the thing is, is they're – Despite it being a top 15 game, as we said, you you do kind of expect Kentucky to go out and win this because they have more known quantities than Ole Miss does. You just you you feel more comfortable 
with Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, Jacquez Jones, DeAndre Square, Kedron Smith. Like Kentucky has a lot of quality, experienced players in important positions that have, have been here before, right? Not a lot of guys at Ole Miss have been here before. This is the first time that they're going to be in the pressure cooker. Uh, they could be shorthanded, too, by injuries. And we're going to see how they respond. But I think, ultimately, that is – if this game gets tight, I, I, I like my team, TJ. I like my team. Yeah, I, I think a lot of Kentucky fans also are just waiting. Like, can can any SEC team receive the Louisville treatment? And uh, wouldn't that be fun for just the Caps to treat Oxford like they do Papa John's, don't call me Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, and just go down there and, and beat the brakes off of them? That'd be mm-hmm. a, a real – Carolina's kind of like that, you know. But what, who? We give, we give South Carolina the Louisville treatment. Yeah, they, they've 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 been on the, uh, the the wrong end of a blowout or two. Yeah, yeah, those games have generally been closer, um, but but yeah, it. Uh, I agree with you, and that's why I think part of the reason is the expectation to go down there and and get the win. But uh, you know, don't don't forget this feeling because I think for a lot of Kentucky football fans, it's been a long time coming, and honestly, it's what UK football fans deserve. That you just you deserve you deserve top fifteen matchups where the expectation is to come away with a win. You deserve top fifteen matchups where the expectation is to come away not only with a win but to look at the remainder of the schedule and say, well, that should be a win. Well, that should be a win. That should be a win. It, it is well past time for a Kentucky football fan to dream big, and that's what's on the line for this weekend. It's already taking place, and remember this feeling too in the. In the unlikely but possible chance that someday Mark Stoops isn't going to be here and UK football may slip down the ladder again a couple rings where to a spot that, that we've already been and a spot we don't want to go back to. And remember that like it, it can happen at UK. It can. You get the right coach. You get the right pieces. You get the right players. You get the right culture. This is what UK football can do. And I think the coaching staff and Mark Stoops would be the first one to tell you that, like, oh, it, we're we're not done. Like, this isn't this isn't yeah, the end. Yeah. And I totally, and that's what makes it even all that much more fun. So again, I said I was going to get a little romantic about UK football, but it, it really it's not something I will take for granted uh, being in this position, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it this weekend, Rush. Man, it's just it's great. It is. It really is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than the alternative. Uh, you and I have both covered some really, really rough seasons. Uh-huh. I, this is all the UK football fan has ever oh. wanted. Imagine being a kid or like who who grew up with this, right? Like you, maybe they were in middle school when Stoops first arrived, and now they've just been able to enjoy this ride. Like a a twelve year old, somebody who was born in the year two thousand. So Justin, they they don't they can't remember nine eleven, but they were around for it, right? I know he it's has true. his rule. He has his rule. But if you're 12 years old when Stoops comes to town, you're 22 now. You've been living the good life of watching Kentucky football. Oh yeah. You you know just a you you've been able to witness the climb, and now it's just like we're the best and baddest asses ever. And that's that that is what's kind of fun. TJ too is you're gonna get some butt slapping on Kentucky's end. Right now. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, there, there should be more of it, to be honest with you. Like it, it seems like 
anytime there's a fun and maybe part of it is maybe since it's kind of been a slow drip for UK success, like it's been a slow climb that maybe it's not just like the Kansas thing this year where it's like, look at this, this is fun and wacky and neat. Uh, It's not like Purdue beating Ohio state when they had urban Meyer, right? Like, yeah, you know, you don't, they they didn't have that one just, Oh my gosh, this is the most insane blowout ever. It has been a slow drip, but you're, you're kind of cashing in on a lot of them. And I love that in all of these stories, right? Like, whether it's a big ESPN.com feature or whether it's just national media starting to predict Kentucky uh, and you're getting some some butt slap in there. I love whenever they ask Stoops to be reflective on uh, the tough early times. He's always like, uh, he's very defiant whenever people try to act like he his job security was ever in question. It's like, you know, the records were what they were, but anybody who was around here could see that we were getting better. Like, he, he, I love that he just kind of scoffs and blows off the notion that anybody was ever calling for his job. Because even though he, people, you know, he, he was probably fine those first three years, the year four, people were pretty, uh, pretty anxious to start seeing some wins uh, until they started rolling in. So, uh, while he is correct, it is, I, I do just love that now when I hear Stoops talk so much and they're on so many things, if you turn on the SEC Network Monday, there was one Kentucky coach or player on every one of their talk shows. So I hear a lot of the same kind of talk. I love when that one comes up because he gets he, he gets a little bristly. It's just, oh, oh, Mark. Yeah, and honestly, I wish that you could like, I wish Barnhart, I wish it was true that like Barnhart could come out and be like, no, like that South Carolina game and or Mississippi State game in sixteen, it it didn't it didn't no he he was our coach. He, if Kentucky would have lost out, he would have been our coach heading into seventeen. There was no changes because it it does almost scare you a little bit that it's like oh no, Kentucky may have been a fifty one yard Austin McGinnis field goal away from not being in this spot. Like potentially, you know, it just shows how delicate some of these coaching decisions are. You it reminds me of the internet meme of. The person that's digging for gold, and then the one person turns around, but they were so close to getting it. And then, <laughs> like it, it see, I, it, it's scary. It's scary to think about. Maybe Kentucky was so close not being in this spot, but instead everything worked out the way that it did, and we're having just uh, a heck of a time with this football program. And as we've mentioned several times, it doesn't seem like it's it's stopping. And one more thing, and we're long overdue for our first break, but it's it's Roush's birthday. We're pumped up for tomorrow, but we can do whatever the heck that we, yeah, we can do. Whatever we we can. But we've also mentioned this prior, but like, I think how fun it'd be to be a UK student right now. Like you really have to go back to 77 and 78 to have a, a, a athletic year that the students are going to enjoy from September to most likely April. And we'll leave basketball aside here for a little bit. But Roush, like we tailgated when we were in school and I, we were, I was a student for the big South Carolina win that it seemed like maybe UK could, could keep rising in the SEC and nothing really came of it. It was a great comeback though. Uh, we had some good games, but not anything like this. Uh, not any huge state street parties after a football win. Um, so I'm curious what the what the students are going to do tomorrow in Lexington. I'm sure it's probably going to be a really, really fun morning for them. And then I'll just remind folks, like you can you can have a good old-fashioned party in the daylight 
we did it. We did it after clinching some Final Fours. Uh, you know, not not condoning or endorsing indecent exposures, but Kate on State was at, during a day rally, like a day party. So uh, if Kentucky can pull well, off the win, I think Lexington, a darty nowadays. I think if if UK can pull off the win, I think Lexington's going to be raucous around three p.m., four p.m. tomorrow. Kate might show up. I wonder what she's up to. I just really? hope she's doing. I just hope she's doing okay. Man, that was a, a great like uh, one of the last. Just you, you would hear people rumors of people who reportedly mm-hmm. knew her. Like, yeah, her husband's a marine. He's badass. I wouldn't mess with him. You know, like, oh, okay, like, uh, good old fashioned fun. It was so it'd be a good time to be a student. Probably the best since the late seventies, which uh, I've, I'm being told is a long time ago. All right, we're gonna hit our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the X's and O's in the UK Ole Miss game. Uh, something got Roush really worked up yesterday, so we'll see even on his birthday if he can get a little fired up again. And we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. We want to see you in a Thornton's. Every so often, Roush, Scoots, and myself, we'll just pop into a Thornton's, ask if there's any KRC listeners there, and we want to see you there. We, we want you to show up. Download the app, save some money. Thornton's are great. We'll be back. This is a Friday edition, game day edition, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Last day of September, more importantly, Rick Roush's birthday. Woo! What's the plan today? Uh, might do Mike Lennings tonight. Wow. Yeah. Do not eat their wings. Do not eat their wings. I Our wasn't team. planning on it. Do not do uh, You're going to get there and you're going to say, yeah, maybe I'll try some of their world famous hot wings. Do not do it. Hmm. I'll, I'll I'll stick to the fish and uh, shrimp. Duke's a big fan of their shrimp. So, fried or grilled? Uh, fried, fried. Nice. Yeah. Some, some big honkers. I'll either do that or I might come to uh, your side of the river, Scoots. I hear there's a there's a party in Jeff this weekend. There is. Yeah, like the at the at the uh, what, what's what do they call it? The Big Four Park, whatever the the Walking Bridge Park is. There, they're shutting down roads and. Um, my parents' favorite band, the Crashers, they're playing tonight. So big, big, big party in the in the Hoosier State. Man, all yeah. it took for me, all it took was me to leave Jeffersonville for six days, and I am already out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible. So are you technically in uh, Clarksville, New Albany? You in you're in Sellersburg? Okay, yeah. it's much more of the suburbs, Scoots. Yes, I love it. It's real quiet. Big fan. <laughs> Well, uh, not too long ago, we went to – we did the walking bridge and then walked over and had breakfast at where us three had breakfast. Uh, eight, eight awesome. Yeah. Eight yeah. And, and Hannah got the uh, the Elvis French toast that you were 
that you got. And she was a big fan of it. So uh, that's when you're walking over there, think, think, think about that as well. An option for you, but good. That sounds like a great birthday. Everybody text on into the Thornton's text line and let Roush know that you wish that he has a happy birthday too. And uh, whatever else you've got on your mind heading into this weekend. Um, what else, do, Scoots? What's on your mind heading into this weekend? What, what, what's what's? I'm I'm just curious. What's uh? Have the floor. Yeah, I, I mean, I I have no idea if we're being honest. I haven't even thought about my weekend because this week has been so hectic. Between getting the apartment cleaned and trying to get all of our stuff out and moving into the new house and starting my new job, it's been absolutely crazy for me. So I haven't even thought about my weekend. I know I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. That is priority number one um but other than that yeah i have no idea other than i'm definitely going to be in front of a tv for the cats probably have a couple splatty platties and and call it a call today are your hoosiers going to have you have you been reading the bulletin board material from nebraska i have not no i no i couldn't be any less excited about this game what uh, scoots it's a chance for a big 10 win yeah and you, can, you can beat a traditional power like nebraska i mean it's yeah. a, it's the same thing as the browns and steelers last thursday like i just was not excited for it. it's just a bad football game even though you have an opportunity to beat a divisional team that's all fine and dandy but if you're not going to get to watch a great football game then who cares you know it's going to be sloppy yeah, but it's your beloved hoosiers that's uh, the it's the it's the scripted indiana on the helmet or whatever goofy jerseys you all are wearing this week this might be their last chance with me for being honest they lose this game i might be on your all side for football whoa wow Wow. uh you better hope that that tim allen is is up for the challenge tom allen oh well that was uh and i don't know if you all heard that audio though but there's a former nebraska coach who does like radio hits (laughs) he was just clowning on tom allen tom allen we can't lose to that idiot. <laughs> oh, you know, there's the there's a lot one. there's a lot of ways to rip on Tom Allen, but I just haven't heard any good ones this week. Like the dude spent a long time of his career as a high school coach, so bring that up. Tom, we can't lose to Tom Allen. He's a high school coach. Like, don't call him a clown. Don't call him an idiot because those things just aren't true. Would you say it's a uh, – no, I'm just not going to make the joke. He, he said, Tom Allen – he said, let's be honest, Tom Allen, is there a bigger clown in college football than that guy? For the love of God, we could not lose to Indiana. Well, I agree with that Nebraska shouldn't wanting to be want, – want to lose to IU in football. That being said, I always thought Tom Allen was a classy cat. I love Tom Allen. Big and, fan. And apparently this guy just – he gets really mad that he runs out of the tunnel. Like that, that like really irks this guy for whatever reason. It's like, have you seen Dabo Swinney? Like, if you if you really want to get triggered, just, just go watch a Clemson football game. I uh I saw a meme last weekend. It was it was Dabo running down that ramp, and it was like nobody John Cena in WWE, and then it was the video of Dabo running down. Yeah, and a lot of people get triggered about what Dabo does or doesn't do. He does seem like a goober, but yeah, you know, to each to each their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, Scoots, a lot of pressure on the Hoosiers. That's an interesting development that we're going to yeah. be keeping an eye on this weekend. But it's just big, exhausting, uh, guys. Yeah, and you, you probably thought that you were you were close, you know, after that COVID year. Yeah, and then to win two games last year, be on pace for maybe five this year. Have I even told you all about the loser stat for Indiana? 
Oh, I don't think uh, I have. I would love to hear the losers. Yeah, yeah we, ha- we haven't talked IU basketball. I'd love to hear it. So, no, this is IU football. Oh. <laughs> so, basically, it, I can't remember the number, but it's going to happen this year. Indiana is going to become the first college football program with 700 losses. Oh. <laughs> no hey, team has ever done that. You're number one. Unbelievable. <laughs> So print the shirts, UK2K, IU700. Yeah, you almost were going to make the 10-win Indiana shirts, but then you blew it against Tennessee. Oh, man. Now you can do, like, the 700 losses shirt, and that one actually will will be true. (laughs) I couldn't rock that one with any sort of pride. Oh, man. I, um, whew. Just a quick uh, rundown of some of the games this weekend. If you follow Chris Felica, the bear, on Twitter, he's very, very, very pro-Iowa this weekend because the Hawkeyes are just very good in this spot traditionally. Uh, I think there's been 40 upsets of unranked teams and top five teams in the last 25 years or something, and Iowa is responsible for uh, 10% of those. Like They're just very good in those games at home. And they've got Michigan this weekend. So that that it's on the same time as the cats, but I did uh, I ran into some Michigan fans who were on their way home. They did uh, which this is a great idea on their part. They did like the Smoky Mountains and then stopped at Churchill Downs for the night on the way back home. And uh, I kind of I was like, it's going to be a tough one this weekend. They're like, yeah, well, it could be worse. You could be a Michigan State fan like these guys over here. So then we just ragged on Mel Tucker for a while. So oh, much wow. fun to like make fun of a person's team to their face instead of just online because like they're usually they usually just got to sit there and take it. Like they can't help it. They know they stink, and uh, you know that that's how Scoots is often talking about his Hoosiers. It's true. Yeah, not much you can say about that one, huh, Scoots? <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. Is what it is. That's, that's what happens when I get brainwashed as a two-year-old. It's going to get brought up in the Thornton's text line, but I figured I'd just let you take this opportunity as my daughter is uh, having the hiccups while I'm holding her. But so just bear with us. But Roush, you ready to watch the Aaron Judge this weekend? Oh God! What? So Aaron Judge, New York Yankees. He's big guy. He hits the ball really far. He mashes taters. For the second straight weekend, ESPN has announced that, oh, they're going to be doing live cut-ins of Aaron Judge at-bats while he's trying to hit number 62. If I want to watch baseball, I can find a way to watch baseball. If Aaron Judge meant that much to me, then I'd go, like, this isn't 1999, right? We aren't watching the NCAA tournament on one channel, and we've got to have live look-ins. We don't need a live look in of Aaron Judge. The part that, like, you know, I can usually just like, okay, whatever. I, I can look past this. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that in the world. It's just a split screen after all. We'll be fine. The part that really, really irks me in this entire situation. ESPN, ESPN didn't do this when it was Monday Night Football. They're only doing it for college football. You You realize more... On aggregate, like as a whole, you have more college, you're upsetting more college football fans than two NFL fan bases when you do this. I don't understand why they, they, they feel the need to do this in 2022 when you can watch anything, anytime, anywhere. It's just unnecessary. And 
it would also be different if this was a bigger deal. But like, it's all right. He's going for sixty-two. I, I I want a bunch of three pitch strikeouts. Like, get him the hell out of here. Sit his ass down. ESPN is making me hate Aaron Judge because they're they're foisting him on me. I don't. Aaron Judge, I'm fine. Go do your thing. Don't make me watch him. I'll watch the highlight later if he hits it. I don't need this in the middle of watching the Wildcats put it on the Ole Miss Rebels. And it'd be so simple to just be like, hey, he hit a home run. Here's the home run. They oh, do okay. that all the time when they so show like, highlights from other games. If, like, yeah, if it happens, you let us know, you show us. But we – like I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think there's enough people that are going to be watching UK Ole Miss to be like, I need to see it in the real time moment of when it happens. Uh, nobody, nobody cares. Now, what would you say, Roush, to the folks at another radio station that are enjoying watching UK fans whine and cry about this? I mean, that's just because they they like to be haters. Um, haters and losers, of which there are many. There are many. Count them I, up. I, like at the end of the day, it's not you know it's it's not a huge deal. It is a slight annoyance. I, I still I'm with you. Like I just don't understand who they think they're pre- like pleasing. I mean, it's Ole Miss in Kentucky, and like, this is a Yankees player. Local John eight one two is probably the only person that's like, oh sweet, I'm gonna get to watch this Yankees play for a second, and, and then switch back. You're 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 catering to like, but you're not a UK f- football fan, not yet at least. Not so yet. you're you're Can't catering to, to just lost seven hundred. <laughs> yes, you're catering to just a few folks, and uh, it is unnecessary. But at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. I'll never forget Roush when your former ex boss got mad at me because I didn't like them showing the Georgetown radio broadcaster. Who was the guy? Yeah, that's who it was. I'm just not a big. I'm just not a big split box fan. Like again, if I it, if it's something cool, then you got me. If it's something I don't care about, then you're just you're you're not making my viewing experience better. So I, luckily, I won't have to worry about it. Maybe on replays, I guess when I get home. But uh, yeah, get ready for that UK football fans. You're going to get some Aaron Judge live look-ins. What time do they play on Saturday? Noon. One o five. Okay, so you know. Well, yeah, it can be a. Kentucky can just blow Ole Miss out by the time that they start cutting into Judge. So, boom, perfect. Well, and go. here's the here's the thing, guys: is baseball bats aren't like at bats aren't like twenty minutes. It's only two, three, five minutes maybe at of your time. Like that's it. Yeah, and, and scoots for me. Like I was, I forgot what game I was watching last week where they did this, and he it was a three pitch strikeout, and it took. I mean, it, it wasn't. I don't even think it was the length of one football play. Right, it was very quick. But sometimes they can be long, and it, it's just—I just don't know. Like I, I'm not waiting on bated breath to see if he'll do it, and I'll be perfectly content just watching the highlight. I just—I just don't. I don't know why they feel like this is necessary. Just a minor inconvenience. That's it. Uh, there, it really seems like they're trying to force feed baseball. Well, what's going to happen with old baseball in like 30 years? I don't know, especially now that streaming's getting involved, and because. It's very regionalized already, and so I don't know how. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fascinated with how TV treats it because that that's a good indicator of the direction it's going in. Like, you know, CBS is spending a gajillion dollars to make sure they can hold on to March Madness. We're seeing college football, the sports being changed because of the the TV money demand. NFL, very similar. But like all the others, it's like how do where do they fit into this equation? You know, 
Probably not good. Probably probably not good. I, I don't think like baseball is ever going to go extinct necessarily, but I've often wondered just what it's going to look like Ooh. down the road because it's a generational thing for sure. Ooh, I've got some good news though for you, TJ. You love love, good, love good news. This is from your favorite uh, news outlet, the New York Times. Okay, I've read it a time or two. While Hocus Pocus Two may be a blatant attempt by Disney to continue propping up its streaming platform, our critic writes, it manages to capture the same hokey magic of the original while updating its humor. That sounds like fun. That's great. Yeah, they. Uh, I've got a buddy that lives in Newport. They shot a lot of it there in Newport to kind of give it like a Salem feel, but probably cheaper to do. Although nothing's really cheap in Newport, so probably not. Uh, that's great to hear. Yeah, the the wife like threatened me and said that she may watch it without me while I'm gone in Oxford. But we have uh, we've come to an agreement that we'll be watching it on Sunday. Nice, nice, nice. Um, that should be it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. That came out. Uh, I think it's out. I think you can watch it. Yeah. Now. Do you think they'll do um, the new Hocus Pocus on you? Do you think they'll they'll run that back? Yeah, they'll have to have that in some capacity. Maybe in the background. Or it would be fun too if they like did a musical number again, but just picked a different Halloween song, like the freaks come out at night or something. Yeah. You opened my eyes to the deeper Halloween music catalog than I initially thought. Because when I was a kid, my mom, she just had like spooky, like she had a cassette tape that was spooky sounds that we would play on Halloween night. And it was like, it had like all the theme songs to the slasher movies from the 80s, which weren't, you know, it's it's just like, you know, it didn't have the bangers, but... There are quite a few out there that people forget about, and man, now that we're in in October, it's in the it's in the thick of it. It's worth mentioning just how much of a villain Max, who is perceived as the protagonist in the first one, actually is. He leaves those bullies up to just be potentially eaten alive, like have and steals their shoes while they're at it. Like oh, have wow. have a heart. He's only doing all this to impress a girl that he talks to his little sister about, about her, and Lucy, cover your ears, but her yabos, like, that's inappropriate. Uh, that's dumb. He breaks it, does a breaking and entering, which is illegal, just so people are up to date with what the laws are. And then, as a course, he's a virgin, which, like, dork, you know? Like, if, you, if he's not a virgin, none of this thing ever even happened so uh the wife just also gave me a slap uh, she doesn't she doesn't like my <laughs> my analysis she but doesn't he doesn't agree with your pan it's like it's like the pam is a villain take he he yeah he's the he's the bad guy in hocus pocus the witches don't know any better i mean imagine you just get zapped in 300 years down the road like of course you're probably going to be a little weird you're going to stick out a little bit uh max was he is the bad guy in hocus pocus people forget that people people do forget that uh, Anyways, uh, you New York Times. I just uh, before we go to a break, I just wanted to salute you for your highlights from that Washington Post article about how a recession is actually good. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, your dollars worth more during your European vacation. <laughs> like they published that in the, the New York Times. How the recession could actually be good for you. And then they talk about like how like yeah rates are absolutely ridiculous and you'd be paying like for a four hundred thousand dollar house you'd be paying like six hundred dollars more a month than you would this time a year ago or two years ago I don't know 
somebody on the news said that, so it's got to be true. But that article was like, it's a great time because housing prices may go down. Sure, where you're living right now could be totally worthless and your rates are significantly higher, but cheaper housing prices, maybe. It was, it was a joke of an article. Like, it really would have been a funny parody article if it was a parody. Oh, but oh, that, that, I, it, there was definitely a moment where I was like, is this Onion or Quick Hole or something? It's yeah. one of those things, DJ, where we don't have any editorial um, overlords at On3, but I could even see, like, Tyler seeing that in the queue and being like, Roush, are you, are you sure seven reasons why a recession is good? Is there- <laughs> good for you financially? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, you know, my mom who, like, watches CNN and The View on a daily basis, nothing wrong with that, but that's where she kind of gets her content. I told her, I was like, do you see that New York, do you see that story about that? And she was like, TJ, a lot of people do make a ton of money in a recession. And I was like, yeah, stupid rich people that can take advantage of everything that's like, like no, you know, no person that's living paycheck to paycheck is coming out of recession and being like, I did good for myself. I mean, there's certain industries that can take off. But even even my mom was like, well, the article wasn't totally wrong. I was like, yeah, OK, the, the, the rich one of one percent, they can really thrive in a recession. Way to go. Uh, <laughs> hour one done hour two birthday boy we, we just make it clear that krc we are anti-recession we are Remember? we've been it since day one anti-recession <laughs> tj walker birthday boy nick roush justin kalen we got our picks of the week coming up in hour two we've so got excited. the text line coming up it's going to be a really fun hour don't go anywhere this is kentucky roll call you better make a layup Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call, the last day of September. Scoots had to had to say goodbye to the daughter before the weekend getaway just now. Oh, how sad was that? It's hard. It's, it's it even though hard. she doesn't like realize what's going on or have any idea what's going on i will i will miss her even though uh there's a chance i'll be back late tomorrow night although she would be in bed so i wouldn't see her till sunday either way but yeah it's not fun i'll i'll, I'll i already miss the little the little nugget and the you wife know, too i miss her as well but especially the baby I, i've always thought about that with babies when when their parents go on road trips because they don't really have a concept of what time is so I wonder if they realize, even realize, like, oh, it's been two days since I've seen this guy that I see every day, you know? They probably don't have a concept of, like, the days, but I bet there would probably be, like, oh, it's been longer than normal since I've seen this regular staple in my life. Yeah. Uh, let me be more excited this time around. Yeah, Roush, any, any, any tips for how to, how to say goodbye to a baby? Um, just say big goodbye. squeeze. Um, I would actually, I, I think it's, 
you would approach it the same way you would say goodbye to the stray cats when you leave the station. Just give them a little pat and then wash your hands immediately afterwards. Yeah, well, that's kind of what we what we did. But uh, the wife also said, have fun, but not too much fun. Oh, great line. Great line. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever that means. No, it's going to be a good time. We're getting ready. I'm hitting the road shortly after the show today. Oh man, it's going to be great. And uh, long road trip. Don't really have any anything planned for the road trip. Uh, could just listen to U of L radio and, and laugh for a couple hours at Ooh, least. That's so, a good laugh. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we'll have that. Uh, unfortunately, once I leave town, Roush, I won't have the option to get some delicious salsaritas. Oh man. Yeah, I could maybe get some Memphis barbecue. I could get some of northern Mississippi's finest cuisine, whatever, fried frog legs. I don't know what it is. Fried frog legs, good, actually, so I would love it if yeah. that's actually yeah. the case. Um, I don't know, but it won't be Salsaritas, the fresh Mexican grill. That's what I do know because their two locations are in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive through St. Matthews, and Salsaritas really just wants people to know there are big football games. There are high school football games. There are you're gonna have Halloween coming up right around the corner. Thanksgiving isn't too far away. Be thinking about Salsaritas catering for whatever party, get together, gathering you have. No party is too big. No party is too small for Salsaritas, and they make the catering so easy for just a, a, a schmuck like myself. I, you can do it all online in the app. You pick the options you want. If you don't want something, you can take it out. It is super easy to do it. My mom, she can do it on the app too. So if you're thinking like, I'm not very good with apps, if she can do it, I promise you, you can. Uh, she's great. She's smart, but sometimes has trouble with technology. Who doesn't? But she can do it. You can do it. We can all do it. Salsaritas Catering is the perfect option to keep you out of the kitchen and don't worry about dishes piling up and all that. Salsaritas will take care of it for you. I had some Salsaritas salsa last night. And chips and salsa, it really is one of those that I just I just think I can eat it all the time, all day. So good. So good. It is. It's delicious. That's why they're wildly addicting. They don't, they don't just mean it. So check them out. You don't have to go there just for catering. Go there for lunch or dinner. Perfect for families that have maybe a bunch of little kids. People want different things. You order some tacos, some quesadillas, some chips, salsa, queso. The kids will just pick and choose what they want. There's so many different options at Salsaritas. We love them. You will as well. Roush, I want to get into the Thornton's text line, but you know how I like to start hour two. Anything that we didn't get to in hour one that you really want us to to, to get around to? Um, I don't. I, don't I, I think it's noteworthy that uh, JJ Weaver said that he's he's hoping to be back from injury next week. I know oh, that I, I missed that. Yeah, he. Uh, it's it that that's a part of that. Uh, we mentioned it yesterday, the new nil thing, where they're uh, they're on that app, Blue Chips, and if you're like if you were a member, then you could hop on his Discord, which these are things that I don't really know particularly a lot about. But essentially, it was just a live chat, and uh, he said he's he's hoping to uh, to be back next week. Said this is God's plan. It's what my mom told me. I'm in good spirits. Hopefully, I'll come back next week. That's my goal. So, uh, well, I hope so. Uh, Shouldn't be back for the South Carolina game. I think he really just wants to throw Spencer Rattler into the turf about 17 times. Well, how do you feel? This is actually something I've written down. How do you feel about 
South Carolina playing last night. They didn't play particularly well, despite like a fifty point w- or forty. They point got a fifty burger. Yeah, 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 fifty to ten. Uh, Spencer Rattler threw a couple interceptions in the first half, although they weren't his fault. They get two extra days, but it, does this matter, Roush? No, because I think there's just a bunch of idiots over there. So, like, if this was a good team with competent coaching, I might be like, God. And, and actually, of all people who I wouldn't want, I actually wouldn't want Drinkwitz to get it. Because I think, I, as much as Drinkwitz kind of stinks as a coach, like, I do think that he is good at game planning and he's really good at mucking things up. Um, but S- Satterfield, who is not Scott, but the other Satterfield, that's South Carolina's offensive coordinator, that guy's a bum. He's a loser. Shane Beamer, he's a dork. No, no I, I, I'm not I'm not concerned. Maybe another team, but not this one. I, if they had a game against Georgia, or they were playing Tennessee, or it was an SEC opponent – and that was on Saturday, and they moved it to Thursday, I'd say, oh, well, shucks. Like, that's a that's a pretty nice advantage for them to have two extra days just to rest up. It, yeah, the preparation matters as well, but mostly from a physical body standpoint. Right, right. That'd be a, that'd be a pretty big advantage. The fact that it was South Carolina State, their starters, I, I don't think, played super late into the game, although I did see somebody tweeting that it was later than it probably should have been, a South Carolina guy that I follow. Um, but you know they 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 were going to get limited reps this week regardless. So the fact that they get two extra days, I don't think makes a huge difference given the opponent. Had it been somebody that hits a little bit harder and you're going to be a little blacker and bluer and bruiseder, bruised, bruised, then bruiser yeah, Flint. yeah, it, it, bruiser flinted, then it was going to be a, maybe a different story. But yeah, they'll get to watch the South Carolina. I'm sure that'll probably be one of their assignments they give to the team. Hey, watch this game at noon. You're going to learn what this offense does, learn what this defense looks to, likes to do. Uh, but that's all right. It's still at the Crow. It's still Spencer, and we'll have all week to talk about that next week. But they played last night though, because of the hurricane coming through. Yeah, yeah. Now, at that point, it'd be a tropical storm, I think. But all the same. And still thinking about and, and hoping to help the, the folks of Florida and anybody that's been along Ian's path as it uh, may – is it remaking landfall right about now or at least soon enough, I think. so. Yeah, yeah. My brother down in Charleston, I think he's going to have a soggy Friday. So. Um, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it, the, it's a tropical storm. It's still, you know, serious. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to – it's going like right at Charleston. So yeah, yeah. Be safe, little Roush. Yep. Uh, let's get to this thorn – text on 502-414-1450. I started my day with some Thorns Donuts. Just really slaps to start the weekend. If you haven't stopped in yet, what are you waiting on? Go buy your neighborhood Thorns today. They're the best. Download the app before you go to. Save yourself some buckaroos while you're on the way. Uh, the number for the Thorns text line is 502-414-1450. Uh, and a texter says, I get why they're getting the hype, but am I the only one who thinks the media is overrating North Carolina going into the season? Was a nice run to the Tyler game, but they were an eight seed for a reason. More likely, they're a four than a one this year, in my opinion. I mean, but texture it, there is something to be said about. I mean, you remember the Kentucky eight seed that made a run to the national title game, lost, and then everybody came back. Like, there, there's something to be said about that. And TJ, I think a lot of that it was the fact that their guards a started playing well, um, but. That that, that 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 was a big key to it. Now they did lose uh now I can't think of their stretch forward's name. 
Um, and they got a decent guy to replace him. But like I, I think they're they're yeah, gonna be Peter, a good best. Peter Nance. Yeah, yeah. Peter Nance replacing uh Brady Manic. Yes. And yeah, Manic, it, Manic was awesome. But it, oh, it, they the aren't as deep there. as that Kentucky team was, of course, not as talented, but they did recruit pretty well off of it. And yeah, bringing everybody and, back. I'm just doing this. I'm not doing it. To, I'm doing this for the listeners, not anything against you. But like that 14 team didn't return Julius Randle and James Young, which were two huge pieces. And then you brought in one of the top recruits in Carl Anthony Towns and three other players that were obviously really, really good. But so not totally apples, apples to apples there. But I kind of agree with the texture. I don't think they're going to be more of a four seed, obviously. I, I think they'll be a one or a two, and they'll be really good. But I, I don't know why everybody would be so quick to to put them over Kentucky. And you could say, well, look, Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. They, they dominated St. Peter's. How about we do something a little bit more direct, and UK dominated UNC last year. I mean, really, really dominated them. And you, but the the truth is, this isn't the same Kentucky team. It's different. They're returning some of the pieces, and they're good pieces. But you got some new pieces in there. I, I I'm UNC Gonzaga. If that's Kentucky's top competition for a national championship, and it is with some other ones that I've excluded, bring it on. Like I'm I, so Texter. While I agree with you a little bit, I don't agree with you in all fronts. I do think that like they don't scare me. Gonzaga doesn't scare me. Doesn't mean Kentucky couldn't lose to both of those teams, but I would take UK in a series, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm more common in the Cats. But I, I get why people are falling for the hype, though. Because um, Baycott is one of the five best players in the country, and they bring a lot of guys back. So, you know, basic math makes sense. Yeah, I understand it. Uh, and I'm not, I don't have a major issue with it either. But they were a team that everybody was talking about Hubert being fired and lower in the standard and blah, 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 and then they just uh. got fire. A texture, and then they're a solid team. I think it's unfair to go into any season with the expectation higher than a Final Four. This is a wild opinion from Scoots. What we get, we'll get a text on this later in the show that really encapsulates my feelings. So we'll just wait. Oh, okay. I, I, your fan brain needs to be studied. This is insane. <laughs> Is that the one? No. <laughs> no, it's it's a little it's it's pretty far down. Stumbled upon a few C Rod highlights last night. We're winning the game. He'll he'll transform us. Ah, oh, I so hope so. I so hope that's the case. Roush, there's still just a little part of me though that like we we get this is an interesting UK. Speaking of studying an IU fan's brain, this is an interesting UK fan thing. Like I think we just have the perception that the offensive line eventually is going to be okay. And then every time when they play a game, we're reminded that like, no, this group of offensive linemen is just not really that good right now. Like they're not a great offensive line. And I still just worry that like come Saturday, we're all going to get so pumped up for Chris Rodriguez and I'm going to be leading the charge being pumped up for him. And then we're going to realize he's getting hit in the backfield shortly after having the ball tucked into his belly. You know, like I'm still a little worried about it, Roush. I'm well, not saying that I think it's gonna. That's what's going to happen, but I think it could happen. Yeah, yeah. But when he gets in the backfield, once he gets the ball in his belly, he's still like throwing that dude to the ground. Um, and that that's how good Chris Rodriguez is. TJ, I actually did my homework. I did some homework. I crunched some numbers. I'm not going to make this free throw stat time 
Um, but I am going to share some fun play action pass stats with you that if you don't want to hear them, they'll be on KentuckySportsRadio.com later on today. In week one, Will Levis had 148 yards and a touchdown on 11 play action pass attempts. The play action pass attempts have dropped every single week. And so have the yards all the way down to only 46 yards last week on play action and non pressures allowed. They've also given up more sacks incrementally each week. They went from zero in week one to three uh, by week four. That you, you should see it going back to week one kind of standards, right? Like they're, that part of the game, I think, is so vital to this offense. It's the reason why Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff played in a Super Bowl. They were able to be successful in the play-action pass game to take shots, and I think that's really where we're going to see the most significant difference in this Kentucky offense with Chris Rodriguez back. The defense has to respect him, and if they don't, then he's going to run it all over him, right? Like So just having that in their brains. I, I don't think that Ole Miss is going to sell out either to try to like blitz Kentucky to death. And if they do, I think Kentucky's going to hit those big shots because they are the second most explosive offense. And I think, I think Levis has the second most uh, passes in America over 30 yards or more. Like this, just the potential there has me very confident, very optimistic uh, for Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing, too, is if Ole Miss wants to do what's been successful against Kentucky, they'll have to be changing basically their defensive identity. They're going to be yeah. doing things that they yeah. are comfortable doing, not used to not used to doing, and that's going to – that's not easy for a defense. Just, you know, even if it's supposed to be quote-unquote easy, it's not easy for a defense just to say, all right, you know the stuff that we've been doing, the style that we've been playing – we got to switch this all up. Good teams can do it. Great teams can can do it sometimes. Uh, but it, it may be a tall task and a tough ask to do mm-hmm. for, for Ole Miss. But uh, wide receivers also, while I'm just kind of being somewhat critical, wide receivers do a better job on Saturday blocking. We love the pass catching. It's exciting having some versatility in the passing game, maybe so much so that now you want some more, you want it to even back out on the seesaw for, for the running game. But do do your job blocking. Yeah, do your job. Do your job. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, holding Ole Miss to three or less on their scripted drive feels like it'll be important. Miami and Northern Illinois both marched down the field. Didn't Youngstown State have a good opening drive as well? No, they, they, they were three and out for the first, like, five possessions. But that's a very good point, texter. I also think, too, if you compare – um, if you compare this tempo team to the Tennessee one, Tennessee had two touchdowns and four plays against Kentucky last year. You get you need them to use the, those scripted plays as well. Get them out of the bank because I, I think after that, it is going to be difficult for Jackson Dart um, to adjust. So very good point by the texture on the Thornton's text on. Yeah, I totally agree. If you get out of there and they're only having three points or no points after their first drive, that's going to – be a big fat L for Lane Kiffin because you know he's probably snickering, thinking he's got something cooked up, have an idea of what's going to work for for UK. And uh, well, let's just hope that they're wrong. Let's hope that they're wrong. Am I wrong for thinking Rodgers and Hayes have disappointed slightly given their rankings coming in? Well, they haven't made a Deion Walker like type impact. I really like watching Josiah Hayes though. Um, he, he's 
fast off that line of scrimmage. But um, I think with uh, a lot of folks, have, uh, Stoops has at least mentioned it when he was discussing Keontae Goodwin this week. You know, like everybody works on a different schedule. So uh, jury's still to be out on. They haven't been bad. They just haven't wrecked games like maybe we anticipated they would. Is it true or is it too late to move Justin Rogers over back to offense? Who? It wouldn't be the worst idea. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the football staff is probably brainstormed about that. Or if there was any possible way of doing it, maybe they would have already considered it by this point. But I do wonder if. Do you think he maybe made a mistake? Pretty much every team but Kentucky recruiting him wanted him on offense. Yeah, because he was the best offensive guard in America. So, you know, maybe that's something they do in the the off season. Could be possible. If he wants to play and they say, hey, here's your chance to – here's your best chance at being awesome in the NFL, he might do it. But See, uh, that, that's something you wouldn't do in the in the middle of the season, though. Yeah, it'd be really, really, really tough to do. And you'd, you'd probably end up having more issues with it than you'd have solutions. But uh, that, I do – that's what I would do. I would just – if they said, hey, this is your – you got a better chance going to the NFL doing this than you do doing this, then – Tomorrow, we're now. I'm learning how to do this better. That's why the Joey Gatewood thing was always so like sad to some degree. Just yeah. like, you're not gonna be a quarterback at the next level, Joey. So if you want to do anything, like if you want to even have a chance, you got to switch something up and and show some of your athleticism in some other areas. And he was so late to do it, and now he did it, and it was maybe too late to do it. But. Uh, yeah, I've wondered that with Rodgers and especially with some of the offensive line struggles. It's like, did they make the right call there? Because as the texter mentioned, you don't see him wrecking havoc on the defensive line. Not yet, at least. Nope, not yet, not yet. Um, ooh, really love this text on the Thornton's text line. Remember the panic over Jay Lucas going to Duke? People hmm. forget that. Yeah, and I was probably, yeah, I was, the optics of it just weren't good. At the yeah, time, yeah, it and was it was not great. It was the timing aspect of just like St. Peter's wound was still fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was bad timing. And it's a good reminder, and it's a good reminder of myself more than anybody else. Like, don't don't need to overreact. And I think we did say that on Kentucky Roll Call. You got to see who they're going to replace them with and see, you know, what happens, although it ended up kind of taking a little bit, took some time. But in the long run, UK's recruiting has never been better than when Jay Lucas was even here. So, mm-hmm. Just so you know, he was not fired, everybody. He was not fired. <laughs> Am I the only one refusing to pay for Amazon Prime to only watch it for Thursday Night NFL? I just feel like people get Amazon Prime for every other reason except the NFL, right? Like, getting yeah. the two-day shipping, for like, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. we we I didn't know that we had it, but we do have it because the wife is a big <laughs> Amazon girl and... Not, not not like a large human, but she she enjoys <laughs> buying things from Amazon, and she's a big Amazon girl. <laughs> so we do have we do <laughs> don't get excited there, Scoots. I know how you like your women. Uh, she is she's like five foot six or something. So just chill out. Yeah, not uh, the one for me. Stay yeah, away from TJ's wife, damn it. Poor phrasing there. Uh, another t- another texter says, Scooch, give me a come on for the cats. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, there we go. That's what we like to hear. Uh, another one says, Kyle's Lizzo flute tweet is an all-timer easy top five. I don't know what that means. Uh, 
Who's he Kyle? said, wait, people are mad that Lizzo played that flute. <laughs> Lizzo played a, uh, one of James Madison's flutes. That was kind of cool. Really? The crystal flute. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I didn't see yeah. that. She went to the uh, Library of Congress. And, and people, uh, are, people are mad? There. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, they talked about that on the Rutherford show yesterday. Trevor had no idea who Lizzo was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. She is um I, I'm I'm very anti Lizzo music that's on the radio. Very pro when she sings and plays the flute and does stuff like that. Like she's got a great singing voice. I don't know why she just almost exclusively raps. Like how would no, James, you're a good singer. Sing. How would James Madison's flute be in tune? Um I, I think I don't think it you have to tune it necessarily. She she did show up early to the Library of Congress and like practice it to make sure it was in good playing shape. But um they, they have a few old instruments there and they, they bring them out and play them every once in a while to make sure they're still uh good to go. And that uh crystal flute was still good to go. That's awesome. That yeah. that would would be like what if I'm sure she probably well maybe she did, I have no idea. But that'd be a pretty sweet like honor. Mm-hmm. That, and also, you got to be a pretty good musician, I'm sure, to have that honor. So, good on, good on her. Okay, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line, get to the picks of the week segment, make our picks for this weekend. I just put some Chris Rodriguez highlights on the TV just to get uh, me going. He just scored a touchdown against Louisiana Monroe. All good, clean fun. All right, we'll be back. One final segment of the week. Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports. Oh, yeah. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Caitlin, Roush's birthday, and one final segment between us and the weekend. I'm I'm so jealous of you right now, TJ. That catwalk, 945 Central Time, I believe, or 845 Central Time. 845 Central Time, yeah. That catwalk's going to be incredible. One of my favorite to date has been the Texas A&M. The one at Kyle Field was freaking awesome then. That was I think Kentucky was top 10 for that game as well, or they were on the fringe of being in the top 10. That was an awesome time. The road catwalk atmosphere is so much fun. And the fact that people are going to be playing Grove Street in the Grove, like, ah, man, this going to be a blast down there in Oxford Saturday. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. And I've heard some other UK football fans that travel to games more frequently than I do. Although I was thinking, Roush, I don't know if I've ever seen UK win an SEC game on the road besides Vanderbilt, which is wild. Never made it to uh, South Carolina win? I've actually never watched a game as a fan at South Carolina. I've covered like three or four of them as a media member, and they got promptly beaten pretty badly in all of them. Except for one, that that onside kick one, uh, Stoops' first year, I think. Oh, Starkville. That was Starkville. 
Uh, no, yeah. there, there was, there was some drama. You're right that the onside kick specifically was in Starkville, but there was some drama at the end of the South Carolina game in Columbia that year as well. Hmm. Maybe yeah. it was the following year. Oh, maybe it was. <laughs> I guess maybe we just lost TJ there. Yep. No, I like it. Oh, there he is. Uh, mute the station account, Scoots. Oh. I got you. All right. Hopefully everything's good now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. God, good I'm go. I have sucked this week on the station, Mike. You just suck in general, Scoots. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, by the way, the one feedback I got from uh, our Churchill Down listener, he was like, can you just cut it back on the suckets? Like, you know, taking my kids to school, can't have them say suck it to everybody. <laughs> I feel like we don't do it nearly as often as we used to. We don't. Yeah, we, we, don't, we no. used to be really, like, it was just a, uh, we, we've really cleaned up our act here like, at KRC. It was, it was to the point, honestly, guys, when I first started this show, it was my goal coming in every day to give a suck it to somebody. And I don't, I don't do that anymore, so. Yeah, that South Carolina game in 2013, South Carolina won 35-28. to 28. UK stormed back, had a chance. I don't remember exactly how it ended, but there was some drama there at the end. Oh, nice. Maybe a bad call or something like that. Could be the case. Could be the case. Uh, you know what is a good call, though, TJ? Rocking your Shady Rays down in the Grove this weekend. I'll have them. I'll, I'll have them. I'll have a backup pair as well. And just know that you can always have a backup pair of Shady Rays because if you mm-hmm. lose them, they're broken, they're stolen, they've got a replacement pair promise. You pay just the smallest of processing fees, and you get your order just sent right back to you. Like it was the exact first time you ever got it. It's awesome. Everything Shady Rays does is great. Check out their selection. You'll be blown away by how many options they have. Go to ShadyRays.com if you want some really cool blue and white ones. They've got them. And I'm just I'm, I'm getting distracted watching this Chris Rodriguez highlight video because he's the man. The absolute... Man. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, 25% off. All right, do we want to do our picks now, read some more text? Uh, let's just get into the pick segment. Okay, I'm, I'm down for some picks. Uh, Scoots, are we cutting uh, our, our intern off? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I don't I know really text. He was done after last week. I told him that he had one more shot this week, and he was like, I'll be there. Guarantee it. He was like, send me the invite at 8.15. I have an announcement and nothing. Mm. So he can hey, suck it. Sorry, Texter. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, though. Not He's surprised. out. He's out. He's all the way out. But you know what's in? Winners. TJ, what's uh, what's her updated uh, totals right now on the We We have, as a group, gone cold. Last week, I was so close to a 3-0 week and ended up going 1-2. and two. But collectively, I think the tide's going to turn for all of us. Our leader is Rick Roush. He's 6-5-1. and one. He's got eight Ooh. points on the season. Second place is Scooter Dingus. He's 6-6. Six and six. He's got seven points. And I am, unfortunately, bringing up the rear for now at 5-6-1 and one with six points. So I'm two off the lead. I'm in striking distance. We started off this season hot. We have gone ice cold. It's time to turn it around. And we start with our leader, the birthday boy, Rick Roush. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's go to Friday night. That's right. Uh, Tonight on the CBS Sports Network, Middle Tennessee is hosting 
University University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. And meet me. They're going to run all over Middle Tennessee. The Blue Raiders, they had to win at Miami. They had Miami had to turn it over three times in their first three possessions. They had a 99-yard touchdown after a fourth and goal stand. Like Middle Tennessee caught lightning in a bottle. Good for them. That was fun. But now you're going to come back down to earth. Uh, give me the UTSA Roadrunners. I think they're minus four and a half now. Yeah, I, I have that one written down as well. Ended up not including it just because Middle Tennessee State just beat Miami. You know, they're they're hot. They're, they're but maybe they're due for a letdown game. Uh, so interesting pick. I stayed away from it, but I did at least initially circle it. Scooch, what's your first one? I'm gonna not waste any time either. I'm not going with Friday night, but give me a noon game on Saturday. Give me the Cats plus seven. Just seems like free money. Probably should have made it my lock, but I'll take it for a one pointer. <laughs> Okay, that sounds like a, a jinx, if you ask me. Don't you better not be a jinxy cat, Scoots? Yeah, you watch you watch the jinxies. Okay, I'm going with Nick Roush's uncle, Mr. Brom. I'm taking Purdue plus twelve at Minnesota. I think Minnesota's a pretty good team, but I also think Purdue's all right, and Purdue's pretty battle tested. So I think they're going to make that one pretty interesting. Coming down to the wire, twelve points too many. Take the Boilermakers. So I actually had that in our uh, YouTube show this week, uh, fading Uncle Jeff because they stink against Minnesota. Aiden O'Connell might be out too. Um, not sure on his status as of today. But that uh, Uncle Jeff, very good against Iowa, very bad against Minnesota. I don't know what it is. So I, I'm staying away from the boilers there. But what I am going to do is I am – this line just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever – all of the computers like Florida State, but I just don't know how Florida State is good enough to be a touchdown favorite against anybody. Like, I, the, I know they beat up Louisville, but they, it just they, they feel like a team that hasn't done a whole lot. Wake Forest at least went toe to toe with Clemson, and uh, you're giving me a touchdown. I'll happily take it. Demon Deeks plus seven. Yeah, that one's interesting to to say the least. I'm uh, Scooch. What's your second pick? You're in second. I got to remind myself. That. Speaking of interesting, uh, this line to me is interesting, and I don't know that I would take it if I didn't get the hook. But give me seventeen and a half for Arkansas against Alabama. Yeah, I had that one written down as well as a potential pick. Ended up not making my final three, but I like that. I think they'll play Alabama pretty close. I think Alabama wins, but I think it'll be pretty Did close. You- See their their record in the last five games? Last no. five true road games, I should say. They're all basically go, go down to the wire, one score, or they lose. Um, so, and that was the Texas A&M game last year. So a lot of people are going to be betting Arkansas based on that trip. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. I'm 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 doing it. This is my first time in the picks of the week that I'm jumping on this bandwagon. It looks like a lot of fun, and I like it this week for sure. Give me the under 42 in Michigan and Iowa. <laughs> like it, oh, man. Iowa unders, baby. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a huge buyer into thinking that Michigan's all that great. But if Iowa's offense couldn't do Jack Diddley against some of the other teams on the schedule, I, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything against Michigan. Although I do think Iowa's defense is legitimately very good. So I don't think Michigan's going to have that much success. So give me the under 42 in that one. I'm hopping on the train. Oh, man. It's time for the locks of the week. Roush, it's time for you to lock it up. Oh, you know where I'm going to go to lock it up? Where are you going? I'm headed uh, 
Oxford. Oxford, Mississippi. Kentucky plus seven. Guys, we've talked about this game all week. We're going to talk about it some more as we wrap up this show. But you're giving the Cats a touchdown here? I just feel like Kentucky's a better team. Through and through, you know what you're getting for this Kentucky football team. And you get a big game from Will Levis on Saturday, you're covering this spread. As long you stay away from that stupid turnover bug and just pound them. That seems like a Lindsey cat. My second pick, I have, uh, or for my second pick, my third pick, for my lock of the week. You're not up, pal. I'm I'm cutting you. I've got Kentucky plus seven (laughs) for my lock of the week. So everybody get excited. I had that written down long before either one of you all picked it. That's my lock of the week. Lock it up. I just cut scoops. Sounds sounds like a big jinxy cat situation to me, clowns. It's a confidence thing when it's coming from a Kentucky football fan. Oh, okay. When a, when a Hoosier does it, it's just a dorky little jinxy cat. Got it. I got it. I, I get the. I get it. Yeah. All right. For my final pick, since I so rudely got cut off, I've got a new theory that I've been working on this season. Ooh. When when smaller schools. Same state, smaller schools play each other. You take the over, and that is exactly the case. And Ohio and Kent State, give me over 65 and a half. Lock it up. Maxion. Interesting. Lock it up. Kent State. Some points. I love it. I love it. So, Roush is our leader. He's taking UTSA minus four and a half versus Middle Tennessee State. Wake Forest plus seven at Florida State. And then he's taking the Cats plus seven on the road versus Ole Miss. Scooch is in second place. He's taking Kentucky plus seven versus Ole Miss, but not a lock. What a what a chicken. Uh, Arkansas <laughs> plus 17 and a half versus Alabama. And then Ohio, Kent State over 65 and a half is his lock of the week. I've got Purdue plus 12 at Minnesota, Michigan, and Iowa under 42. And then my lock of the week is the same as Roush's, Kentucky plus seven versus Ole Miss. So we're, we're all on the Cats covering. We feel good about the game. We've talked about it all week. And we'll make our predictions here shortly. Let's keep on with the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Roush living haircuts vicariously through his son. Gotta love it. Ah, that's pretty great. Yeah, he uh he it was his first time where he sat in the chair by himself yesterday. He didn't need to sit on dad's lap. So big 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 moves, big moves by Duke Boy. No, oh, that's cute. Well, good. I'm sure it was a great cut. One day, technolog- tech- technological advancements will justify your idea, and I hope they name the bridge for you. It'll be a few years, though. Maybe for Rutherford. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand it. UK plus 1,000 to win by 7 to 12 in Bovada. You bet your sweet buns I put 25 on the Cats to Cruise. I got them winning by 8. The only thing you got to worry about is maybe they win by 17, 14. 13 would be brutal. I do like Scoot's idea, though, if you can get, like, 1 through 14 or 1 through 12 at plus 500, plus 850 or whatever it was, uh, that's good. You're winning some money if the Cats win. I don't think the Cats win by 17, although that would be nice. I'd love it. I'd gladly make a donation to Uncle Bo. Did you see the CJ article ranking the top 10 QB, several in the SEC, but Will Levis not mentioned? Most of the list was bogus. I would bet you text her uh, all, all of the money in my wallet that that was a USA Today article that they just pulled for their paper. They Check check who writes the stuff before you – like it's probably not CJ, a lot of that stuff. It's probably just USA Today sports. Yeah, but they still don't need to put it in their garbage. 
news rag. One of the uh, things that makes me uneasy about the Levis is going to be the number one pick for the Ole Miss game is that he is averaging one interception per game. Now, I know not all of those are on him, but in a game like last week and against Ole Miss, possessions are going to come at a premium. We cannot afford to give the ball. I want Levis to stay focused doing his job. Rodriguez needs to be the same. He has a fumbling issue as well, and this is his first game back. Don't be overzealous. Stay patient. And what makes him and Benny great is they both had patience to wait for the hole to develop and explode through it. And that's from our buddy Mook. Hey, Mook. Mook, I like the point you made about Chris, too, because it's one that we easily forget when thinking about how good Chris Rodriguez is, right? Like, you you, you kind of gloss over the – TJ, you wanted a big blowout over an SEC team last year. Well, Kentucky had one in the works against Missouri. that ended up only being a one-score game because of that dumb fumble he had inside the five-yard line right before half. So there's a there, there's something to be said about that, especially when he he is not accustomed to being tackled. So take care take care of that rock, Chris. I, I do. Speaking of Rodriguez, as we're finishing up our last thoughts on this week before the game, one point you made, Roush, that I like, and it's also coming up on my Chris Rodriguez highlights that I'm watching, the offensive line left much to be desired in that Iowa Bowl game. Mm-hmm. And he still played a big part in Kentucky winning that bowl game, winning that Citrus Bowl. So uh, m- maybe that's if you're looking for some confidence in the offensive line being a little shaky, but him still being all right. He rushed for 106 yards, had a touchdown, uh, averaged over five yards per carry against Iowa. The offensive line was shaky in that one. So there, there's something maybe to make you feel a little bit better going into tomorrow. Heck yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, there was well, – read the next text. I'll pull it. I'll, I'll bring it up when you're done. Morning, guys. Listening to you on the way to Oxford. Go Cats. Go freaking Cats. Man. Oh, Hopefully man. we make two hours go by a little quicker on your draft. One texter says, how do we think Clifford Franklin – sorry, I mean, Dane Key is going to perform down in Ole Miss. Wow, what a jerk texter that is. What's wrong but, with that? That's a compliment. Yeah, but Cl- Clifford Franklin, remember he had bad hands. No, he had great hands because he put the stick of them on. Well, I I know uh, I know one person. I know who this texter is. They're probably on their way down to Ole Miss too, and they just think that uh, Danky's a no hands Clifford Franklin. Oh, well, boo! Because during the trial, they're they're talking about how fast he is, and they're like, "Well, what's the problem?" And then Gene Hackman's like, "You can't catch!" And then like the ball just like goes through his hands and hits him in the face. Yeah, but then he ends up being good. Remember. Eventually, eventually. Everybody had fun. Uh, Todd McShay went on the Ryan Russillo podcast and talked a lot about Levis Roush. And he, he said that Will Levis is too weight room obsessed and it's it's hurt his accuracy and his touch on easy throws. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate when I lift too many weights. It's such a problem I have all the time. I can see that. I mean, I totally could see that being true regarding Will Levis. Uh, now, somebody just needs to tell Todd McShay that accuracy doesn't matter. Well, we don't have enough time to get back into that debate. Now, yeah, do I don't want to get the birthday boy all around. <laughs> but he, he, did, he did say that, and he, he was super complimentary. He still thinks he'll be you know, one of the top quarterbacks drafted, rightfully so. And he said that he's one of the best fine young men you'll ever come across in the draft process, blah, blah, blah. So uh, he's still complimentary of him, but if, when, while being negative, talked about how you know, he's maybe focusing on 
being able to throw the ball over the mountains over there instead of maybe having a little bit better touch on some of his his short passes. And if I were to give some criticism to Will Levis, that's probably where I'd go. Nobody nobody criticizes his long ball. You just want him to be a little bit more precise on some of his shorter routes. Yeah, at a little touch, at a little touch there. Um, man, really love this meme into the Thornton's text line. Uh, and it's a picture of me that TJ tweeted out earlier. And it's a picture of Mr. Potato Head. And it says, corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture and this picture. And then it cuts to Pam. They're both the same picture. They're calling you Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> oh, fine by me. Another texter says, 100% agree with Scooch yesterday. Getting to a Final Four is great, but you don't get a trophy for it. I mean, it's just... It's, you, yeah, you, no, you, you hang a banner for it. You do. You quite literally get a trophy for yeah. it, and yep. you hang a banner for it, but we're <laughs> so wrong. Unless you win it all, you're just the first, second, or third loser. If not a title, I just have soon have good matchups leading up. Such That's just a, I mean, bogus. That's just a bogus this, take. This is the take that you, Scoots, you were like, this is what I think. Like, that is yeah, the absolutely. dumbest. It is just, it's, I cannot think of anything dumber to say out loud than those words right there. It is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, so like, the, what do you get? What do you get? I mean, other than a banner hanging up, which, yeah, what? Okay, it's, a non, it's a nonsensical take. So right. don't have We're moving so, past it. No, in, in 2014, I wish Kentucky would have just lost to Kansas State in the first round instead of providing great memories against Wichita That's, State. Kansas Louisville. State means nothing to Kentucky, though. That's not a good comparison. The, the, I'm reading what the texture says. You may have well just lost early instead of uh, to, in a good matchup instead of losing Ooh. later in the game. Oh, or here's the thing. They just wanted to beat Louisville in the in the – Sweet 16, but then lose the next game. Because at that point, it's everything's fine. What do you need a Final Four for? No, I'm very glad Kentucky went to the Final Four that year. Different programs have different measures. So for Kentucky this year, a Final Four would be great. I, I, that's what I want to happen. But I especially want a national championship. So if they get to the Final Four and then they get blitzed in that semifinal game, no, that's not – That's we would have wanted more. I just, I hasn't been to a Final Four – in over two decades, like getting back to a final four, I think should be priority. Number one, any means necessary. So let's make it up. Let's make this take even more crazy. I just don't know how you all are okay with final fours. Like <laughs> it, it should be national championship or bust every year as a Kentucky I mean, fan. You obviously weren't just listening to exactly what I just said. No, you did. You said championships are better, but I mean, I don't know why you're so satisfied with a final four. You're, you're like the texter yeah. said, you're the first, second, or third loser in that scenario if you don't win the championship. Yeah, you got to You got to listen to what the the radio talent's saying on the air, Scoops. I, I just got done saying that a final four. Yes, that's great because to win a national championship, you have to get to a final four. But the expectations for UK this year are a national championship. IU is not UK. No, they haven't not been for a long time. So their expectations should be different. And expect the expectations for Tennessee shouldn't be a national championship. It should be like again, I mean, have whatever expectations you want. It's to beauty's in the eye of the beholder ultimately in all this. But for IU for Tennessee to go to a Final Four would be a ginormous deal for them. And if they get to a Final Four and they lost there, I don't think Tennessee fans would be like, well, it doesn't mean anything. Where if Kentucky gets to a Final Four and they lose, I think there's going to be some truth to fans being like. Hey, it was a fun season, but ultimately we wanted more here, and that will be truthful. 
You follow it'll be di- it'll be different in April when we're sitting in the final four. I'll have a different mindset. No, I, love <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, the cutaways to Aaron Judge uh, in the middle of the games is a joke, says one texter. Just dedicate a whole channel to him like ESPN News until he breaks it. Don't force me to watch the Yankees. ESPN can Yankees. Oh, we, well, we can't say that on the radio. That was a good one, though. That was a good one, Texter. <laughs> you can't sleep in too much. North London Derby, pronounced Darby. Yeah, that's right. North London Derby in them parts at 730. Come on, you come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sing it with me. Come on, you Spurs. I'm, I'm a Bundesliga guy, Texter. I'm not waking up at 730 to watch the EPL. Bundesliga doesn't start till 930, so plenty of time to sleep in. Don't, don't call it the EPL anymore. People are going to get mad. What is it now? It's at just the Premier League, I think. Uh the PL. You keep these for your emails. Didn't, Didn't a texter predict Scoot switching teams like a month ago? A lot of people think this is like a deep conspiracy that has been in the works for a long time. <laughs> that like, you know, Scoots is just doing the slow drip, but he's actually been a UK football fan for a couple of years now. <laughs> That's hilarious. I Not true. Like in night Shyamalan type situation. Shyamalan ding dong. John here. Good morning, edition. Happy to all, or good morning to all. Happy birthday to Mr. Roush for a birthday gift. I will send a direct message to Mr. Rodriguez to go over 100 yards and get a touchdown. Or Ooh. if I get a deer this weekend, I could send you some meat. Uh, yeah, stay out of Chris Rodriguez's DMs, John. So take your pick, my friend. You can do whatever you want, John, but I'll take some venison. Man, I can't wait for this game. The entire college football world will be put on notice. The Cats will win by 14. I might be crazy, but I love the Cats. I love this team. So if you ate down with that, suck it. Well, got to go talk to you later. Mm. Welcome to Wrexham. Continues to be a delight to watch. Imagine if the NFL or college teams had firms or hooligans. I think Roush would be the leader of the big blue firm. Louisville would likely require pierced ears and a line beard. Welcome to Wrexham. is an amazing show. Uh, I'm still several episodes behind, but I, I'm I, I'm happy about that because I gotta I have to sit down and pay attention to it when I watch it. Right, right. Not, it's not just background fun. Not just background. I, it's yeah. it's that's a, and that's a compliment to it. You know, uh-huh. some shows I can just have on in the background and not really care. That's because I don't really care. Welcome to Wrexham. I got a it's appointment television. Down here. John- Oh, John's back. Hey, John. Got here again. Hey there. Have to cut in everyone else who's had home run races or other sports milestones. So to me, it's not a big deal, and it'll be a very short few minutes, so let it be. And all rise for Mr. Judge. This could be history, so try and enjoy it because we don't get to always see this. We'll got yeah. to go talk to you later. Yeah, I mean, John, I think the point is, though, is they did this in 2003 because there wasn't the internet to just watch it. Like, you you can watch it whenever, wherever, elsewhere. You don't You don't need the TV to cut in to watch it. And John, you're saying that because you're a Yankees fan. Come on now. Yeah, we're, we're seeing right through this, John. We're seeing Discord right through is, you. Discord is usually used by PC gamers. Yeah, it's very popular. Oh, thanks for the update. A texture says, Will Levis does not look happy to be sipping ALA. ALA, he feels he ever tells with us. He looks like he's got ALA in his mouth in the picture. Yeah, it's just a very awkward picture. Yes. It's a ton. I mean, way too much ALA for one person in one sitting. And it's so much sugar. It can't be healthy for Will Levis. A basketball team and football helmet school. Basketball team. Oh, yeah, because the UK is bringing back. If you get dunked on, you have to do the, the, the cone of shame. Ah, got you. Good old-fashioned hazing. You got to love it. 
I just saw the earless picture of Roush and realized he's a grown-up uh, Kalu. I, I, I don't know how you say that, but it's like the little baby from... Uh, Caillou. Caillou? Yeah. Got you. Huh? Yeah, ears aren't so different. If you think Dahmer was bad, you should see what the Dolphins did to Tua last night. Mm. Roush is a real-life Wii character. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Roush, why aren't you going to Oxford? He may have a baby in like three weeks. No, it's not three weeks. It's due in uh, 10 days. So it was a little too close for me to drive six hours away. Sometime in the next, before the end of 2022, a baby is going to arrive. So he couldn't go. I have no room to talk. I didn't go to, I didn't get to go. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm not going to bring it up, but. However, those were within weeks for what it's worth. Well, those were. It was a week before and a week after. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine could be next week. You know, uh, ten days could be Wednesday. She, it, who? It could be tomorrow. We never know. You never know. You never know. Alex from Colga here. Good morning from the Commonwealth this morning, my friends. Pump for your locks today. Let's make some money. Mutton sandwiches all around if they hit this weekend. Have a great weekend. Cats by ninety. Yeah, if you want to do the KRC locks of the week special, um, it's two Kentucky Ole Miss bets and then Ohio Kent State over fifty-five. <laughs> I love those locks. I love them. Excuse it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, just uh, the best locks are out of left field. We don't see it coming. <laughs> Premier League is way better than Bundesliga. One texter says, like comparing the SEC to the ACC. Wow. This is hands wow. hands down the worst text ever sent into our show. That that is so <laughs> ridiculous. The Bundesliga is such a beautiful brand of soccer. You you're crazy, texter. The Premier League is universally considered the best soccer league. I disagree wholeheartedly disagree well i guess that doesn't make it universally so yeah I, yeah but he's biased again people just can't put their biases aside it's sad very sad watch anyway, some bundesliga and get back to me texter aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback of all time plays against the patriots this weekend should be another good win for the packers that's very exciting a texter says happy birthday roush that wide willy ain't filled with splenda so shut the hell up about al8 having too much sugar i love it ouch you mean it's, a donut. On it's not 30 grams of sugar in a bottle. It's 30 grams of sugar in a tasty pastry. Duffy said something about the teams having custom helmets this coming out sometime this year. Any truth to that? Are they the black helmets everybody keeps speculating about? Uh, I'm just I'm I'm not even entertaining special uniform text. Like they, they happen every year. I believe it when I see it. Well, another texture says Bouger's League is great, but the Premier League is tops in the world right now. Fact. Wow. Suck it, Scooter. I just, I just don't think so. All right, everybody. Our predictions for UK Ole Miss. Kentucky plus seven. <laughs> give me, Memphis? give me the Cats twenty-seven twenty-four. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to think that it is going to end up being lower scoring. Mark Stoops likes to sit on a lead uh, at times. Uh, but I do think instead of settling fit for field goals, Chris Rodriguez, that's where he's going to make a difference too in the red zone. Punching in some hard-fought yards. Uh, 28-17, Cates. Cats with a game-winning 31-yard field goal to win 27-26. to And UK wow. comes out of the Grove with an exciting win. And Monday's show is a must-listen on Kentucky Roll Call, Big Exports Radio. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Roush, have a great birthday. We're proud of the young man you've turned into. Have fun in Oxford, pal. You do some fun stuff. I will. I'll try to. Everybody, 
do good. Go Caps. We'll see you on Monday. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party.